0: my wonderful patrons and welcome to patreon with cheese a podcast where it's also a cheesy podcast but on patreon and today in lieu of our usual host liz Eston, who is out with the mono we are joined by one of our favorite people of all time cats lover in both sense of the words
1: and just all around great guy Jornal! hello oh thank you for that introduction uh waka waka <laughs> oh, we're, we're diving right in. This
0: week, we are talking in 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 seasonable fashion, which is rare for the Patreon side, um, the Muppets Haunted Mansion, <laughs> the new Disney Plus marketing tool to promote the Haunted Mansion ride. Like, it was doing really rough lately after
1: the last 70 years, apparently. Yeah, the steam that they had from the Eddie Murphy movie <laughs> kind of petered out. And, and this is sort of the inter the the interim content before they actually do the new new movie I forget who that stars but it feels like it's Paul Scarlett Rudd or Johansson like that. Scarlett Johansson okay well, there's that there no
0: you no that's wrong she's in the Tower of Terror movie no. there's a Tower of Terror movie too yeah there every ride is getting their own movie I know the I did Man- like the
1: the Melora Hardin uh the, the whatever one they did for TV like years and years ago Jan from the Office
0: yes um but I know that there Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish um, and it's written by um, Katie Dippold, who you might remember oh. from uh, the Ghostbusters uh, yeah. 2016 film, which and I'm the heat a fan of. I, 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 I love, love Katie Dippold. Yeah,
1: she's so good.
0: Um, I really like her, and she. I feel like she gets a bad rap for Ghostbusters 2016, but listening to commentary, she she gets Ghostbusters. Come on, guys. I think that movie so, yeah. has issues, but it's not the fault of the actors and the casting choices. I just think. Paul Feig's a bad director for numerous reasons. Uh, <gasps> wow. Have you seen? Uh, I love his filmography. Have you? What? What's the one with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively? A simple favor. I really don't like that. That is a great <laughs> script
1: ruined by terrible direction. Oh, firm disagree. I I love it so much. I recently introduced it to a friend and uh, was just so happy, so happy with it. Um, you're now being introduced to like my favorite
0: part of Patreon, which is we can go into as many tangents as possible. Right, that movie right. is obviously written to be much more direct thriller. And Paul Feig, even in the commentary, was like, you know, I just kind of wanted to go home at 5 p.m. And I didn't really want to shoot at night for that reason. So
1: I just changed all the nights to days. <laughs> it's, it's so... per. It's like it walks this tonal line between... Well, I mean, it, it is a thriller. It is a comedy and it really does both like you you're not going to have a mommy vlogger on this uh this thriller journey without it being so comedic like and this this bisexual like uh like coming into her own meanwhile you've also got just like a gone girl plot over here with a uh, terrifying it, Blake Lively. It's it oh, it feels so like good.
0: a '90s movie. If that makes sense, it feels like a film that would come out in the '90s and everyone would be like, "What? What was this?" Yes, that? like a
1: '90s erotic thriller, but updated for today's sensibilities. I I don't even think so. I think the
0: part, like, there's so much good about that movie. Like, that's what bothers me. Like, there's a good script and a good twist and a good planning out of like a mystery. It's just the window dressing that bothers me.
1: The window dressing of Linda Cardellini and Jean Smart—all these amazing uh, casting no, no, no. choices.
0: Those are great. Andrew Rannells showing up to run over the bad guy in the last five seconds—that is maybe not as great,
1: but that was perfect.
0: I, oh. don't... <laughs> I love Andrew Rannells, but spoilers for.
1: <laughs> okay, well, well, uh, we'll let the listener—if they haven't seen it—decide. Uh, it's just—it's yes, it's yes. about a couple couple of moms who have a friendship, and then something happens.
0: Yes, <laughs> that is a simple favor happens. Not to be confused with The Simple Plan, which I'm pretty sure is an early aughts teen band. That feels right. Um, But The Muppet's Haunted Mansion. So, this kind of sprung up on everyone, to be honest. Like, it announced, like, two months before it premiered. Um, It was directed by Kirk Thatcher um, and by the entire like henson company it was written by bill beretta and kirk thatcher so this is kind of um a muppet in-house project this isn't i mean of course
1: like color me shocked for how (laughs) i think it went but yeah it's it's from like this is a long time of since the 2000s uh many a muppet project director
0: Mm -hmm. but then again that doesn't always mean quality um outside of Frank Oz, who I think is always going to bring quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Brian Henson directed The Happy Time Murders, which...
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, we agree there. But, yeah, like, he... <laughs> I wondered where he had gone, Brian Henson, after two, for me, like, really great movies in the 90s with mm-hmm. these book adaptations of Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island, uh, and then he just doesn't direct anything for quite a while and then comes back with that. And it's, uh, yeah, I I, I felt that was like a really like crass and, and hollow kind of parody movie.
0: But looking at the concept art for the initial ideas, it was supposed to be much darker, like R-rated hmm. Roger Rabbit in that they go towards the, not raunchy, but more sadistic end. And then they were like, eh, you know, Melissa McCarthy, can we just turn it into a vehicle for her? And then now we've got what we have. Um I the other one I'm not sure if that would have worked, but at least it would have been something interesting. And the puppeteering is good in that movie.
1: Oh yeah, like the puppets look great. I think it's purely on the the Story. writing and the directing yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. Um but there are some new songs in this. Um very good songs I feel like. Um there's only like three of them though, which is Yeah sad, I tried was-
1: to to count the Well we've got a couple of of, like, existing songs. I think, like, the yes. intro was Dancing in the Moonlight. I think Rolf offscreen is singing that.
0: Yes. And they also ended with that when they have, like, the bows thing during the credits, which is the electric mayhem singing it, which is wonderful. Oh, yeah. Um, but we've got all the big guys coming back. we got Dave Goles as Gonzo and many others, um, Matt Vogel, and controversially as the new Kermit. Um, mm-hmm taking over for steve whitmire um do you know anything about the controversy there
1: yeah i had to remind myself watching this that it was a new kermit since you know 2017 yes. is a little while ago but i haven't been up as much in my muppet properties so this led me to reading a an exhaustive vox article all about why steve whitmire was fired what the two sides say because it sounds pretty acrimonious and steve whitmire has uh who uh, I believe is the successor chosen uh, by uh, Brian Henson and Jim Henson's wife. Yes. Um, But there was, yeah. There's a long rabbit hole you can go down of uh, what the two sides say and his like relationship to Kermit that has now been severed, uh, which gave him an existential crisis. Uh, It's it's fraught, but yeah, there there is a new Kermit, and it took some getting used to. It didn't have that. That Kermit's uh, je ne sais quoi that I was used to
0: I I agree but I feel like he's still growing into it like even Steve Whitmire um, at first was not quite there yet and I want to give him time and I hear that it's he's kind of not the nicest person in the world Mm. and not the biggest team player in the world and a lot of the other Muppet folks did not defend him once he was ousted which I think says a lot Um, that is true I think what they're doing to try to, cause they know it's not a perfect fit and they can't just dub another voiceover cause all of puppeteering is the puppeteering and the voice mix. Um, mm-hmm. so it is a performance. So I feel like they're just finding someone who, an audience meaning you and I <laughs> basically, <laughs> um, can get used to. So we're going to stick with Gonzo as our point of view character played by Dave goals. Um, which is great. I am always down for Gonzo. I I am pro Gonzo, except for Muppets
1: from Space. Um. Same, yeah. Muppets from Space. Don't know what was happening there. That's a that's a weird one. But yeah, it's it's the same Gonzo going back, you know, twenty plus years forever. I think. Uh, and we, it is his story. I, I'm used to him being paired with Rizzo, but uh, I like yes. the the Pepe pairing. I hate Pepe so much. Um, oh, you I, do? I am not a
0: Pepe fan. Maybe, have you seen Muppets Wizard of Oz? No. That will make you really hate Pepe. What's I'll Pepe's say,
1: role there? Is
0: He uh, plays Toto, which means he is oh, in okay. every scene. Um, <laughs> So you can imagine how grating that can be. Like at one point he like twists Gonzo's nipple, thinking it's a radio dial, and then has like gay panic. Like that movie's not uh. great. Quentin Tarantino has a cameo in it. That's the kind of level. Oh. Of
1: yeah. Who That's... is Dorothy? Oh, Dorothy's um, a human. A <laughs> gotcha. Uh, oh, okay. This kind of makes sense for for who the characters. I'm just seeing that rounding out the cast. Gonzo's the Tin Man, and yes. Kermit's the the, the the Straw Man. Yeah. Scarecrow uh Fozzie is a lion miss piggy comes oh yeah she's the good witch
0: and the bad oh, witch. she's ever oh she's
1: both oh that's good that's smart yeah there are the, yeah there are individual choices that muppet things can make even when other times are making bad choices i agree um, i think in like in this there are things i enjoyed other things i did not enjoy okay
0: let's how about we
1: start with the things you enjoyed what did you yeah, like sure. about the special uh, I feel oh like your sh- con list is gonna be bad sure Yeah. yeah yeah uh so f- five stars for Miss Piggy um, and for her costumes that she had. The couple's costume of switching <laughs> her and Kermit, like they're wearing each other's skin, <laughs> essentially, but like in a cute way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I liked that. Um, that was and, really cute. I liked that too. <laughs> uh, it, it I'll, I'll talk about how like the the tone felt off at times, but like, so I don't love that that this felt. There's a scene that feels apart from everything else, but it was scary uh, in an existential way. Like there's a, so there's a scene. uh, Oh, I don't know if we, do we need to set this up? Gonzo's going to the Haunted Mansion because uh, he's been invited. That's always how it goes. Um, But I think it's because it's the hundred year anniversary of the, the death of his favorite magician. So he gets to go to this party at the Haunted Mansion, but it's a haunted mansion and he has to survive the night. Um, and he always and, accepts a challenge because he's gotten so the great. That's right. That's right. And, and finally, when he is in a, a room alone facing his fears, he like ages rapidly in front of a mirror uh, and sort of has to it like... <laughs> he has it felt, the arc. It, yeah, it it feels real there where he's sort of realizing, wow, I I don't need to put myself in dangerous or... Uh, Daring situations to be liked by my friends. They will accept... Like, that that uh, felt like it went to a cool place for Gonzo. Um, But unexpected for the, the frivolity around everything else.
0: I mean, I feel like it's the right amount of darkness for a kid's Halloween special. It felt that perfect amount where it's limited to that one scene. If the kids need to get out the room, you know when it's over as an adult. I feel like it is the perfect amount.
1: That makes um, sense. It feels like uh, I would always run out during uh, Beauty and the Beast, during the, the wolves, when the wolves were there. Exactly. And this feels like a thing you can just like duck out for when he's so old. The puppet is was really great, but like really, really scared me because like it, it was my favorite and he was decrepit. He was decaying in front of me.
0: But it's also nice to give Gonzo depth in a way that's effective instead of being like, where's my family? Oh, they're, <laughs> they're aliens. Oh, I had a family all along. No, this is much more of an arc in, ka- in kind with Gonzo and what he's looking for. And yeah. I, it makes sense for what's going on there. Um, I liked it a lot. I was mm-hmm. surprised in a positive way when it happened because I thought, like, oh, this is just going to be a goof and a Disney ad for, like, their their parks, like the Muppets <laughs> Go to Disney World and all that. Um, but it wasn't that. Um, it, it didn't feel as callous as that. And having that moment in there made it feel like a proper special that could have aired on the wonderful world of Disney in the 90s. Um, and I mean that in the most positive of ways. <laughs> It made it feel more than an advertisement, which is a saying a lot because I can't even watch the Rise of Skywalker without feeling advertised too. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, I I've only been to Disneyland once, so I've Same. only been on the Haunted Mansion once. Same. And I, it seemed like there were a couple of the signature uh, features like the room you go into that suddenly descends and kind of the seeing the, the ball that's happening between the ghosts but they didn't really hit you over the head with like hitting having to hit each beat of the ride it seemed like no
0: um because they they took the iconography not the ride promotional material like the Madame leota piggy head and specific designs and stuff and they use that to their advantage more than like, oh, you'll see this when you ride the ride. Um, so I think that's an effective use. And can we? I think this uses all of them better than the Haunted Mansion 2003 movie with Eddie Murphy, even though I don't think that's as terrible as everyone says it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, they really have to – there they have to, like, build a plot around yes. – Something that I think is very thin Which can be done Like Pirates of the Caribbean Not really much of a story there But you can do something with it And maybe the exactly. new one also will uh, But yeah uh, I If I hadn't known What the ride was like I wouldn't have felt like I was missing something When those moments were happening
0: Yes And I think it's just The production design um, Especially because you have to be aware That they have to build them for puppets like there's a lot of practical sets. It's not as much green screen as I was expecting from the commercials.
1: Oh, see, I I could I feel like we were in a real place. Maybe like two scenes. I think and it's about there was forty sixty. Ooh, <laughs> we were in. Maybe it's just s- real elements tricking me a bit, though. It's I, I feel like even when. What was weird was that when we were clearly in a real place, I'm thinking of, uh, I think, like, Madame Lee. No. Whoever, who was Taraji P. Henson playing? She was playing Pepe's... The ghost. Uh, the, the, ghost. the ghost. Love interest to Pepe. Yeah. Well, she's trying to seduce Pepe. She's had many lovers. He's, he's the latest one who's going to die. Um, I think they're in a, in a room together, but it still felt uh, fake to me because of how flat... It was shot. Uh, I will say that that entire subplot really didn't work for me. <laughs> I, I did tune out. I mean, it's it's hard because if, if a character's motivation is uh, he wants to be with the famous people or like he wants to be elevate his social status that like that's why he runs into John Stamos in the famous right. person's room. Uh, but he sort of goes away once the mind control starts and it's not yeah. even him.
0: I mean, which is all good for me, because I don't much like Pepe. <laughs> but I don't think Taraja P. Henson's uh, performance was really doing it for me. She's a fantastic performer, but uh, I, I don't know what it was about it, but it felt off to me. Like, it yeah. felt like a role that should have been given to Miss Piggy, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Okay, who were, who were the best human performers? Because, I mean, some of them are just like a cameo. Like, I caught in... The uh, very beginning and very end, when you're going through the graveyard, where Darren Chris is there with a dog. Yes. Uh, There's a little quick, a quick appearance from Ed Asner. Yeah, Uh, very, very quick. Yeah. um, May he rest in peace. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Oh, what's his name? I need to get the actor's name right. Alfonso. uh, Who does the the Carlton Banks? Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Yes. Ribeiro. Yeah. I think that was him, Sashir Zameda, um... Danny Trejo. Yes, Danny Trejo. I feel like... Chrissy Metz. Chrissy Metz. Oh.
0: Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Ah, who else was... So of the humans, did you have a favorite or one that you thought was like deployed well? I mean... Let's not be
0: playing around. Let's not pretend any of these are like the, the caliber that they would have for like their big <laughs> films. Um, let's not pretend they're Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett here.
1: Or Will Arnett. Will Arnett. He, he was maybe the most easily, on screen.
0: Yeah. And he's easily the one that leaves the biggest impression. But Darren Chris
1: really sells that song he's given. <laughs> He, he he really tries i was <laughs> i found it uh if we're dipping into fir- firmly in the dislikes let's go it, it was hu- no cats receives a criticism that oh. i will agree with that they have trouble with scale and that the cats seem one size in one shot and seconds later seem a different size like are they you know, like, what size in relation to this chair are they? And that's the way I felt with this. So much more, especially in that graveyard scene as a as a prime example, because yes. so much is, like, the background, but also the props is visual effects. Like, Darren Chris was in maybe a little piece of grass, fake grass with headstones, but then everything else is sort of a green screen. And the way the camera moved within that kind of was very quick and sort of within the same flat shot like it it feels like it could have been a youtube like a quality youtube setup but like one nonetheless and my sense of scale kept changing and also i think the lighting of the real people made it so they didn't quite look right because it didn't match what the backgrounds turned out to be so it kept like I usually I don't notice things like this, but it kept taking me out. Right. But but how did you, how did it work for you?
0: I mean, ghosts. I don't imagine them as beings that can like reflect light. So if the lighting doesn't quite match as much, it doesn't bother me too much. I do agree with you with the the flat framing, but I think that's mostly to deal with. We'll put in whoever we can get later. <laughs> Um, Which is part of the trade, and sadly, as that is. um, And just for COVID's sake, I would not want Ed Asner on a set full of human beings. um, Yeah. For obvious (laughs) reasons. Um, So I'm willing to suspend disbelief there. But as soon as, like, it starts to move and feel, like, a bit more intentional with what it's trying to do instead of, like, here's a ghost, here's a ghost... Um, it, the energy does pick up a little bit for me and it doesn't have to look perfect. It's a Muppet film. I, I, you're already suspending a bunch of disbelief to believe that these puppets are interacting with these humans and we're all, so having a little bit of a lighting effect between them, that's fine.
1: I think it was, that was the bridge too far for me where (laughs) I'm, I'm like, okay, I, we've got puppets. I'm buying in, but I'm specifically buying in because it's like the puppets are alive in a real world with us. If the right. world's fake too, then kind of everything's fake. <laughs> like uh it the hallways when you are there are shots, I mean mostly it's this flat presentational uh Gonzo and Pepe um sort of in the hallway yes. and you're sort of next to the wall like long ways um but there are times when he's running and it, it honestly looked like the trivia murder party like the jackbox hallway like it at times felt like you're in a point and click pc story game. game yeah like that's the quality of the background that we got and i understand like it for budget's sake it's it, so much easier to do this than put them in a in a constructed hallway but i kind of wish that we had just a, a, a little more because we, all the rooms were of this same CG quality. I will say the do
0: look samey, but then you've got things like Taraji P. Henson's um, Upstairs Loft, where that is like a real place with like real interactive things just because of how much scale they have to bring to it because all the ghosts are coming to life. And that feels really lived in. And like when they have to get cinematic with the camera movements, like when Gonzo gets into his ghost world or in the build up to that, that's when you kind of see come alive a bit more but I I, I'm agreeing with what you're saying but I'm also like hey this is kind of cool but and to the contrary the digital world that they build for the big Muppet ghost sequence where everyone's just singing um, about how much they love being a ghost I love it come on
1: I'm willing to accept some digital
0: fakery just because like these ghosts are actually happy No no adaptation of Haunted Mansion has ever gotten that right
1: some things could not be achieved. Like, yeah, you needed visual effects to be able to, like, put all the puppets together in one space. I get that. And I sort of me, like, diving into this was a process of figuring out, like, why don't I feel anything watching this? And it wasn't uh, it wasn't what I brought to it. It was definitely, like, I was like, I, something about this. And it, it I think it felt like even when we were in that more lived in space, like, the director didn't want it it wasn't quite this bad but it felt of the style of the director doesn't want to do more than like two setups per scene like which I get straight flat in front um, and I understand like that for the framing of Muppets that makes sense but uh, I'm coming at it from my most experience with Muppets it has been the movies which has more of a budget um, but yes. also even um, like the not how to describe it like the uh, kind of uh, review show like Saturday Night Live but with Muppets but like pre-taped um, Muppets Tonight from the like 90s or 2000s I think and I think there are like ways of maybe presenting like real space so it feels like they're not just in a fake environment but I think this is actually a little bit how maybe the direction of the Muppets are going in like the Muppets Now show uh, kind of is shot in the same YouTube style yes. way yes
0: and I'm going to give a little bit of credit now um, to them. This was announced in May. The cast um, was not announced until, like, um, I want to say late August, and they released it in this month. Hmm. Hmm. So that okay. was a fairly quick turnaround for production. Um, so I'm going to imagine that this didn't have the largest time frame to really get everything across in.
1: Yeah, and it is nice to see Gonzo at all. I appreciate exactly. that. Uh, <laughs> Kermit. Um, there was one thing that was just funny about. I don't know. It, it was it was very small, but it's just funny to see Kermit on a phone talking to Gonzo, like <laughs> on a smartphone, like FaceTiming. That was that was odd. Uh, <laughs> when these mean, are I'm like characters to- of the sixties. <laughs> Because of Muppets Now, which eased you mm. into it a little bit. And have you watched the, the 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 Muppets The Office? I think I did see that. Yeah, I think I, that was like enough on the Internet that I saw that. I like that show a lot. Um, the first five, six episodes are rough. The rest of it is great. Oh, see, I, I gave up after the first, like, three or four. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, first six episodes are really rough. The rest of it finally gets what it's trying to be and becomes a much more positive, kind, more Muppety experience. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, but those first, let me be frank, those six episodes are real, real bad, so I get why a lot of people turn <laughs> tuned out. But they got feedback, and they adjusted, and it it felt like a different show. It felt like they had a new pilot after, like, episode six. <clears throat>
1: So maybe is, is that, are people able to jump in at episode six? Yeah. Um, basically is, um, it's on is Disney by, plus, which is, is by that point, like Kermit back with Miss Piggy and not with, uh, no. someone else. Oh, he,
0: like she's not back with them, but I don't think he's with that, uh, hot Miss Piggy either. I think it's just kind of like they're working together and it's nebulous whether they're dating, you
1: know, like the real Muppet show. They weren't to. Toge- you don't think they were together together? Oh, I guess In there the was real- always some. T- hmm, I guess there was some tension sometimes. But there I was a, a lot thing. of tension between
0: them. They they felt like they hated each <laughs> other most days on the Muppet Show.
1: They could do with uh, some couples counseling, I think.
0: Maybe don't date your coworkers. I, that's a hard and fast rule I have, but may, may, maybe that's just not the best idea. <laughs> Kermit, go to HR.
1: <laughs> who do you think is? Oh boy, who is HR? Oh I, I want, Sam Eagle. Come on. Oh, that's just what I was gonna say. I was I was fearing it was gonna be someone inept, but uh no, he would he would be there for rules. Would they benefit uh, you, the employee, or will they help the company? Tough to say. Sam could go either way. It is the American way to have <laughs> sex with your co workers, so go ahead.
0: What's that, headmaster? The British way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright. So Any other big thoughts you got, Joel?
1: Um, no. I (laughs) wish I could get in on the lighting. Uh, (laughs) Just like the the, the sheen on Will Arnett's face didn't match anything else around them, and I wish it would, Uh, but... Am
0: I Are you ready to go on a Will Arnett tangent with me for a second? Sure. Have you watched
1: any of Lego Masters? <clears throat> no, no. I, I have watched uh, the Lego Batman, but not the Lego Masters.
0: Okay, Lego Masters is basically like a Halloween baking competition, but for Legos and hmm. whoever can build. Um, I watched the first season in one go, and Will Arnett is visibly inebriated through a much <laughs> of that. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my. And I think it was right when he was going through his divorce. So I'm just like, oh. oh, no. Someone needs to get him help. I have not watched season two. Maybe he's doing better. But he's just sweaty and not really making sense what he's saying. And he looks rough throughout oh, it. poor and guy. I,
1: and here
0: I was just like, man, he's looking good. <laughs> he's not yeah. sweaty and miserable and <laughs> slurring his
1: words. Look at him. I mean, I can only imagine that that going through – a breakup with Amy Poehler would be devastating. Oh, also, it's a family and they have kids. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad he seems like he's doing better. That would be nice.
0: Uh, It would be nice. I mean, the only thing worse than, like, going through a breakup with Amy Poehler is going through a breakup with um, Olivia Wilde and then her dating Harry Styles.
1: (laughs) Oof. Yeah. Like, like, maybe he could have... uh, (laughs) Maybe he could have taken some satisfaction when amy polar started going out with nick kroll because you're like oh that's not gonna last and then it didn't but actually i I was kind of rooting for them for a little while because that's that seems like sweet like she was of the older generation of ucb and he's like of the like the next one down who was like having like a real huge moment at the time with like kroll show and uh the the the, you know the the two tuna people Mm -hmm. oh hello (laughs) yeah uh, I don't know who she's dating now. I wonder who she's dating now.
0: I don't think it's any of my business. But you know what is, <laughs> None becoming of this is. Mo- it's <laughs> not my becoming my business? The John Mulaney situation. I feel like a lot of Ooh. folks my age and younger are getting really angry about that. And his ex wife I... just joined TikTok and it feels like she's like, oh, I know. Oh. oh. Like just yesterday she just joined TikTok. And she has like like nearly a million followers already of course like, she
1: does people want to know her story they want the
0: hot goss and she's not giving it she her first video was here's how you put a duvet
1: on or how to fold a duvet and i'm like oh uh, on the one hand I, I do i want to be rid of knowing these things not involved in their lives not caring about them in a parasocial way where i have feelings about what they should and shouldn't do exactly. but it finds me anyway and then when it does i do have feelings
0: I feel like the internet is just far too interested in the lives of comedians, specifically comedians. Who gives a shit about actors and all that? Like, comedians, that's when it suddenly becomes big. Like, I think that was a 90s or at least 2000s thing where it was, like, all the actors, the Bradgelinas and the Jennifer Mm Anistons and all that. And now it's all the comedians, the Jason Sudeikises and all that because we were rooting for you side of it.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, who feels accessible uh, and you know, I mean, know in quotes so much more about a comedian, like, in terms of their... Yes, uh, psyche uh, in the persona that they share, and we still have like performative celebrity, but it's not as like like I guess maybe for super nerds of this kind of thing, like you can get really like you can like dig in with a specific persona that John Mulaney like presents, whereas yeah. with like Dax Shepard and Kristen, Kristen Bell, Bell, who are who are great, um, Michigan, Michigan, yeah, Michigan, people. yeah, uh, like they're just like sort of, you know, b- before Ellen's lives. yeah, yeah, before Ellen's downfall like Ellen asked like good people, but I also still don't want to know like was shared today. Hang on, this was in a group chat that I got. Oh uh, shit. Like I think they were one of the people that was like sharing the stuff about just not bathing their children. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, oh yes, uh, here we go, the, the Daily Mail. Kristen Bell says she'd never been more in love with Dax Shepard than when he sucked out her clogged milk duct during breastfeeding.
0: I feel like that was a, a joke, that the Daily Mail is
1: just like, oh, d- d- that, that's a headline. Part of it is in single quotes. I, be- I kind of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe that they told the story and that maybe it wasn't during in the interview, and that is an act of love, but I, I don't want to know.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think what's brought us to this point is, <laughs> honestly, the the normalization really happened when Pete Davidson started dating everyone, and that became big news, and he would talk about it right. on SNL every week. I think that was when it became like everyone's business all of a sudden, not yeah. not against him or the people he dated, but I think that's what started it down this big. This snowball it's effect. it's
1: worth. There are differences between celebrity culture before and now, especially in the way that we treat women. uh, So much—I mean, still not great now, but so much better than we used to. I wonder. I wonder with the uh, rise of social media, what and like the immediacy of some celebrities, what drives curiosity with other ones? Because maybe it's like that—they're not always accessible. Like John Mulaney, we've got specific specials and then like appearances by the paparazzi but like he's not out there like crafting his social media image with like Instagram no. like not, maybe I mean, it's more interesting because it then feels he deleted more deleted everything oh. after his
0: in, after his divorce
1: see i'm also not an expert and there are people who know much more than than i do what i know is is uh, i have a group chat where friends shared these are non celebrities i mean i guess they are they have a, a big following on TikTok but like this it's this couple who it's like with 2 million followers and the story of we met at 19, s- sober living in a, in a house in California, like a rehab. Then we were kicked out. Then we got married at 22. Then we had kids. Ugh. Then we broke up for a year. Uh, then we, re- you know, like the, the most toxic stuff with five kids using them for content. Makes me want to throw up.
0: Um, but do you know who definitely, definitely made it work and it makes me so happy? Uh, they went through their ups and downs, but they, they at least made it work, Joel. Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Don't think too hard. Leatherface and his victims. No, Kermit and Miss Piggy. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: What's your cheese rating on Muppet Haunted Mansion, Joel? Oh, it's mm, it's like a a Parmesan that's in the dry goods aisle. It's not even like freshly shaved. Ooh, ooh, you're going rough with it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Parmesan, not bad. Put it on some, some good pasta, and it, it does enough of the job where I'm just like, ah, this reminds me of things that I like. That's fair. That's fair. Um,
0: I'm a big fan of spicy things. I, I know mm. uh, I really do like, um, I like tasting my food um, when I do eat it. Um, so one thing I really like is ghost pepper cheese. Um, it, I know you can't really cheese, Joel, but it is <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Um, I really, also can't really really do spice. How spicy is that? That is as spicy as you can get in a cheese.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I would, I'd probably not do well in a lot of ways with that. Yeah, um, that would be a rough evening for you. But also, yeah, do you like just like the, haunted mansion? Oh, right, of course. <laughs> they, they <laughs> love doing a good ghost pun in that show. You mean goat? I could have just
0: gone with goat cheese because goat. Ah, but you never know. Joel, thank you for joining us for for this filling in we we love having you on our patrons love you we all love you Joel oh, it's You're a pleasure so to be on oh this my musicals God. With <laughs> cheese corner <laughs> um but let's wrap it on up we'll see you next time on Patreon. with cheese about this like sleepless nights eternal laughter sleepless nights eternal laughter sleepless nights eternal laughter sleepless nights The final curtain call From the basement to the rafters Join us in the